everyone welcome back to slayer layer a podcast where we slowly rewatch uh, all the buffy episodes and come together to talk about them with you um my name is amanda and i am a lifelong buffy fan she's been in my cultural lexicon for as long as i can remember um and i watched the episodes when they came out uh, I did a rewatch recently, but now I'm excited to be rewatching them again with Jen and Chris. And I'm Jen, and this is my first rewatch since Buffy was on TV. And yeah, it's pretty crazy rewatching it, and it totally holds up. And I'm excited to share this experience with Amanda and Chris and everyone who's listening. Um, And my name is Chris. I am possibly the like person with the unhealthy Buffy obsession where like an inappropriate amount of my money has gone into collecting the Buffy comic book series because watching the show 150 times was not enough and I had to know what else was coming so stay tuned for like season 12 of the podcast where it's just me reading you guys the graphic novels (laughs) um but for now i love being here with jen and amanda and just sharing the obsession appreciating the outfits and noticing every time buffy jumps 100 feet into the air without bending her knees Yeah, and we have a great episode today. Today we're talking about uh, season two, episode four, The Inca Mummy Girl. Wow, um, it's an episode where everybody from before Twitter existed and could get canceled went to like the most problematic Halloween party you can imagine. <laughs> Dude, um, totally. So yeah, thanks for joining and let's get into it. Okay, so Jen, as the freshest eyes on this episode, when you heard the title, Inca Mummy Girl, what did you think the episode was going to be about? Okay, so the like first note I have is this is going to be problematic. (laughs) (laughs) That part is true. (laughs) I got that right. And then I went through kind of like I was like maybe this is like the movie The Mummy where some like dumb white people awaken a mummy by like reading something in like a different language (laughs) over a mummy's body or like in a tomb or something. And then I totally thought it was going to be Joyce because I was like, maybe the mummy is in one of her. Yeah. It's (laughs) like one of her exhibits. (laughs) She's always unwrapping old pots. (laughs) Yeah. So I was like, okay, maybe she has something here. Um, and she's she's white and mm-hmm. <laughs> she would definitely read sometimes yeah. <laughs> and then I also kind of thought that Inca mummy girl sounds like a spooky version of pixie dream girl <laughs> <laughs> like a Halloween version <laughs> yeah and I feel like it also works there too like she is kind of a pixie dream girl <laughs> wow 
I feel like you kind of did some of the underlying things for the episode. Yeah, good it's guesses. not good guess. It's not bad. Um, as I was watching it, I noted that alternative titles could have been "A Normal Life" or "Who." is that girl <laughs> which is one of my favorite lines in the entire show I think um so Inca Mummy Girl was directed by Ellen S. Pressman it was written by Matt Keen and Joe Rankmeyer um and this is one of our classic monster one-off episodes and I would just like to note from the beginning that we are not going to see our classic vampire heartthrobs in this Mm-mm, episode. No, so we no don't spike. get any angel. More importantly, we don't get any yeah. spike in Drew. I was dry. I was dry as hell this episode. But I got a little moisture in the very beginning when Jen and I saw in the credits Seth Green's name. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So yes, there was definitely a flutter. Yes, everyone. Everyone who was alive in the 90s would have a little flutter seeing Seth Mm. Green's name in the credits. We damn, I didn't even notice that. What a spoiler to the audience. Because I luckily I did not read the credits. I was like seriously typing notes. Dude, honestly, we had to rewind. So yeah, but I yeah. We will talk about that scene, but yes, it was definitely a pleasant surprise. I forgot about that. Maybe I wasn't as dry as I thought. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the flutter, the flutter, dude. We had to rewind it for something, and we like accidentally, incidentally paused it at the moment where Seth Green's name was in the credits. So we had a little self spoiler. Um, that was the most important thing to me was to drop that that happened in the credits, but. I also feel like we should give everyone a heads up that this entire episode is about a foreign exchange student program, and this episode came out in 1997. So this is maybe the most uncomfortable episode to date, other than Xander's constant rapiness. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but imagine Xander's constant rapiness plus racism. That that is what this episode is. It That's ser- what we're going it serves. for. It serves. <laughs> it's bringing con. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's what I wanted to cover. Um, okay, well, shit, let's jump right in. So, opening scene, I guess it's a museum. I was super confused. I thought they were at school, and I was like, when did the school get a weird Louvre-type glass pyramid? <laughs> They're like, it's part of the exchange program that we go to the history museum. (laughs) Okay, I'm so glad. Okay, this is the most immersive cultural exchange, like, I guess, exchange student program I've ever fucking heard of in my life. So basically, listener, we have the gang. They're walking towards the museum. They're talking about how an exchange student's going to come and live with Buffy because her mom is super into this whole cultural exchange thing, which I'm like, okay, cool. The school is having an exchange program, whatever. But I, you realize that they're actually walking into a museum and across the museum is a banner that says like cultural exchange, right? Like they have exhibits in the museum related to this program as well. Dude, so already I'm like, super confused. Is it that. a cultural exchange program if only people come <laughs> to Sunnydale? Like there's no exchange. There's no cult- exchange. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure that like the program was like, we can't send people from Sunnydale to different countries because they're racist. They're monsters. Yeah. Oh, and also racist. <laughs> yeah. so, monsters in both terms. Yeah. Yeah, so, no, dude, Xander says something where he's like, it's a whole thing where it's like students come from other countries and we go to this museum and there's a dance. And there's a dance. So it's a three-tiered. <laughs> and there's also, I guess, a magazine that's been published because Cordelia, they walk into the museum and meet with Cordelia and she has this magazine open with like people's pictures. You can see they're like little editorials. And she's like, yeah, she's like looking at her exchange student in this magazine. Yeah, it's like <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And she calls him a lunchable, which is the greatest. I will never say someone is a snack again. They, this is like in between a snack and a full ass meal when someone is a lunchable. They're like medium hot. Dude, and this, this was when lunchable was hella good, dude. Like, yeah, I was gonna say before they brought on all the pizza and nachos, it was li- like she's talking about literally just ham, just like ham, and which yeah. like. Bomb. And like an M&M. And a dessert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not even Capri Sun yet. Yeah. Way before that. Um, did you so guys she's ever gonna... have did did you guys ever have foreign exchange students? Yeah, but they stayed school? for the whole year. Whereas this is like a thing where it's only two, it's like weeks. two weeks. Yeah. Dude, the only people of color in my like in my yearbook were exchange students and there'd be like three of them or something I swear out of the like 150 person class you maybe would find three people that were not like stark ass white and they were exchange students and I always thought about how bullshit it would be if you're like an exchange student and like you get sent to the middle of fucking Missouri like dude I don't know and they were always like cool kids like they were like at the cool parties and stuff yeah it was it was it's definitely the plot of like a Jordan Peele movie (laughs) for sure that would be a a nightmare also my experience that they were always with the cool kids like fuck yeah they were that was such a but then it's like dude yeah what a bummer like you couldn't go hang out with the cool kids in like LA you had to come hang out with like the cool kids who party in like a cow field in rural Missouri like you gotta gotta drink in the back of a pickup truck going down like weird wine fields exactly dude (laughs) (laughs) that's a real thing we did it Okay, so all right, so they have the original Facebook magazine. Um, Xander, you know, finds out that Buffy's exchange student is going to be a man. So already the weird, uncomfortable, like overly possessive shit, you know, typical like Xander shit. He starts to get all fucking weird about it, super uncomfortable. While this is happening, the gang observes someone that we find out is named Rodney Melson. <laughs> I said he, he's like standing near like an ancient, like ma- seeming type mask, and he is like sanding it, maybe. 
Yeah, he's do, like yeah. scraping some paint. Yeah, it's like a little tool and a literal Ziploc bag. And he's like scraping paint off of this mask into a Ziploc bag. They actually like do not even get into no, this. They don't so, even. Like he's definitely going to snort that. <laughs> like, they don't never even. Once. They never want to explain. Yeah, yeah. once, dude. You never see the Ziploc bag again. No. <laughs> it is not a part of the plot. <laughs> no, it's a weird, it's a weird side back. So it's like one of those stories, like a whole story in five words. <laughs> like dude. it's definitely up for interpretation. <laughs> that's just what they snort in Sunnydale. Like when yeah. you live in a town that's full of monsters, you snort ancient artifacts. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> That's how Joyce pays for all of Buffy's new fits. All yeah, of and so she's unpacking. <laughs> it's it's really amazing. It's it's incredible. Um, never explain. So Willow goes up to him to like stop him because it's like, dude, what are you like an environmental terrorist? Like, are you a soup thrower? Like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Why are you defacing this artifact? Um uh, so they stop him. She's like, dude, are we still meeting up to study for camera or whatever? He doesn't even know what chemistry is. It's kind of like one of those dynamics of like, you know, super stoner guy or whatever, stoner bully or whatever. But of course he's cool with paint Willow. Sniffer. Because, yeah, paint <laughs> sniffer, Charlie Kelly type shit happening. Cool, cool with Willow because Willow, Willow's cool with everyone, right? And he does yeah. have like a matching tracksuit. Yes. <laughs> he is wearing okay he is wearing an all red matching tracksuit which also matches the all red suit that the museum curator who is like mm. leading the students in mm. did you guys notice this he's no. like the museum curator is wearing a red on red suit he has a fucking microphone and like a game show host he's leading them through the exhibit and he definitely has a moment where he's like, let's go see the Inca mummy. A, oh my God. He says the human sacrifice is about to begin <laughs> as he leads them in, in his red on red suit. So I think they got together and planned it. Yeah. He's definitely shadowing. Maybe yes. like, maybe it's part of like a, a training. Like he did one of those like aptitude tests. And they're like, and, curator. Yeah. <laughs> and so maybe he's trying to study for that with mask paint. I don't know. He's like researching. <laughs> um, yeah, no, ex exactly. So the we see a shot of a sign that says Inca Princess Exhibit, right? That the guide is leading them through. Um, the guide goes on to talk about how the Incan people would choose a beautiful, a beautiful girl to make their princess, and then she would be sacrificed. A, a little bit of quick googling <laughs> shows me that that was not the case we won't get into like the cultural uh inaccuracies in this episode like like chris mentioned at, at the start but in sunnydale that's the uh that's what they're being taught that's what the, high like definitely are the country taught. they said she's from does not exist so. <laughs> yeah yeah so it's let's, the just, name of a let's take it as it comes from this guide here who's you know friends with the paint sniffer but um so the gang observes this mummy right in this in this area of the exhibit and the mummy is holding it looks like a plate 
basically. It's later called a seal. It is a plate. It is a plate, yeah, right? A, a disc. <laughs> but anything. they refer to it for the rest of the episode as a seal. So if we're switching back and forth between describing it, we're talking about a plate. And <laughs> the mummy just is holding it like loosely. And it's like the mummy's laying in a tomb with the plate on top. There's no type of protective glass. <laughs> It is open to the public. Dude, yeah, they're like leaning on the tube. Yeah. Touching. And There's I have rope. noted that this is pre 9 11, obviously, because there's <laughs> no glass in any of these exhibitions. Yeah. <laughs> and the guide tells everyone that it's a, the plate is actually, it's a seal and it's, it's a warning for anyone who would wake the princess, right? Which is like weird. Like, yeah. okay. Um, the camera for the shot lingers on the mummy for a super long time and <laughs> flute music intensifies. I can't remember the last time we had flute Dude, music. there's I feel. so much pan flute music. <laughs> it's like, I guess they're leaning. Oh my God. You know cultural. what I just, you know what I just realized? I was like, when was the last time we had this much flute music? It was the time when they fucking went to the zoo. Uh, and they were in that, which is another problematic episode this is that is even more problematic what episode is that pull it up it's from season one they go to the zoo and they all turn into hyenas because they oh i forget what it is it's another goosebumpy episode it is another it's when they eat the principal the pack it's called the pack and it's when the students are possessed by the spirit of a demonic breed of hyenas <laughs> So we're just assuming that this is also um, Peruvian, like those spirits came from this like not real region. They just keep saying South America. Yes. Like that's they, because they don't want to focus on the fake country that Mm -hmm. they keep referencing. Like how hard would it have been to just whatever 1997 yeah no so anytime the gang has to face something from like the southern hemisphere there's flute music happening (laughs) for sure like excessive flute music um so oh my god and who do we see creeping around the tomb it's rodney rodney dude and high as fuck just like literally like creep is such like so everyone leaves to go on to like the next exhibit so it's empty and this dude like tiptoes around the corner and then goes up to the Inca mummy girl okay so he was just scraping some stuff into a plastic bag from the mask right so it's like what is this dude's mo here like dude he wants mummia (laughs) that's the first thing i thought of he wants mummia okay in my notes did i write mummia amanda please explain to the audience i guess i mean the victorians were hard as fuck everyone knows this um as soon as mummies were discovered immediately everyone was like we need to snort (laughs) what mummies are made of because it will cure all of our ailments so every time a tomb was cracked open, these crazy fucks in the 1800 would take the mummy out of the tomb and grind it up into powder and sell it as like medicine. And to the point that like, that is why you only see a couple of mummies in museum because that is all that is left. Like mummies were hunted to extinction <laughs> so that Victorians could get high on what's called mummy and powder. And so immediately I was like, this dude Rodney is on the <laughs> 
he wants to hit the mania. He's heard about it. He wants to trip. That's he wants immediately Renaissance. Oh my god, dude, that's so funny. I can't believe <laughs> I didn't think of that. I was so hung up on like this dude is gonna be the human sacrifice. Oh, that okay, I completely okay. lost out on the <laughs> on the mummia. He was all. trying to score. He was trying to score. Um, so he immediately. Okay, this was hilarious. So Rodney tiptoes and creeps up to the mummy he reaches down and picks up the plate and starts like trying to yank (laughs) yank it away (laughs) but it's it's not even being held like the mummy's hands the prop for the mummy like the hands aren't even on the plate anymore (laughs) he can't lift it up like maybe they put that museum putty on it or something like he can't (laughs) lift it up and he's struggling so aggressively. And then when he finally lifts it up, it just shatters to a million pieces. Obviously, it's 500 years old. <laughs> like, he shatters it. And jump scare, as soon as the seal breaks, the mummy's hands reach up and choke him. <laughs> and we get a really bad <laughs> animation of the mummy's hollow eyes, like, opening <laughs> They look like tiny vaginas that just, like, <laughs> like Dude, a flutter, a flutter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was the worst animation ever. Um, yeah, and that, oh my God, that was the longest opening scene. So much happened. That wasn't even the episode. That was the opening scene before the, mu- the Buffy music happened. <laughs> That's the setup. That's the setup for the episode. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so we have opening library, all right? That's where the first scene is. Buffy and Giles are in the middle of a training session. He's got his little, like, boxing kind of, like, <laughs> what would you Dude, call that? It looks like, like a, it's like a yoga bolster that <laughs> 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 he's, like, holding up in his arm. And, yeah, and then Buffy is just, like, only practicing high kicks. <laughs> That is kind of like, it's kind of like how Harry, like they only use Expelliarmus and they like defeat the Dark Lord. Like her way of defeating the Dark Lord is high kicks. Like that is, she's really putting all of her eggs in those high kicks. And he, uh, she's like, but I like, I'm tired or whatever. Like, I don't want to train anymore. And okay, Giles has such a weird take about it. He's like, you... Like, we need to train now because when the exchange student is here, like, they're going to be living with you. And, like, so we have to train now because I guess we can't. I guess we can't for two weeks. Like, they so that's can't like see super... you doing high kicks. Yeah. <laughs> Which, like, if her high kicks are only so strong that Giles can protect himself from them with a yoga bolster, I feel like the exchange student could see that. And you could just be like, this is my workout routine. Do you think like, she's pulling her punches then during training? Which doesn't seem like it'd be very helpful. Like, yeah, you're right. Like, so then what is the point of the training? She can't even do a full powered. Yeah, dude. I was right. Because super... he would fly away, right? Yeah. Unless he's super strong. Do you think watchers have like super strength? Oh, because he was like, I need some to ice my shoulder. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Huh. Okay. Seems like flawed logic, Giles. Yeah, interesting. Maybe it's just his big dick energy that keeps him like planted. It's like a tripod like energy that allows him to 
not fly backwards. (laughs) (laughs) But his arms definitely hurt. It's definitely bad. It's definitely bad. Um, Okay, we have Xander, blah, blah, blah. He interjects more weird, overprotective, uncomfortable clarification that Buffy and the exchange student, they're not living together. Okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. Back it up. They are not living together. They are just staying in the same house. Do not get it twisted. Okay, this is my girl. Don't even say shit like that around me. I'm Xander and I'm creepy as fuck. It's all I heard. Um, okay, this is where I feel like they go more into the cultural exchange dance. Again, this event is so fucking weird. <laughs> Why is there a dance? We'll never know. Um, let's see. Oh, shit. Okay. So they're talking about the dance um Xander's like trying to ask Buffy to the dance Buffy's like dude I thought you were going with Willow um and then Xander proceeds to just like friend zone Willow super hard just yeah like, no I don't want like you know there's talk about lips and like whose lips you want and he's like I don't want Willow's lips she's like my best friend she's a bro dude like I'm not trying to do that all that with Willow uh meanwhile Willow is like standing a foot Boy, yeah, <laughs> and yes. no one can see her. <laughs> my notes literally just had lips in all caps and in parentheses that like cake song friend is a four-letter word. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is all I'm hearing right now. <laughs> yes, and then Willow is right the fuck there hearing Xander be like, friend zone lips. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah dude uh it's super sad we feel sad for willow in this moment even though it's like dude you're too cool for him but whatever whatever she yeah she needs to learn that on her own we can't we can't be the friend that's constantly you know trying to push that um but she's obviously you know she's she's bummed that you know this douche doesn't want her lips but she did have a reason for coming in silently and sneaking up on everyone (laughs) and it's to let them know that Rodney never showed up for his camp tutoring dude and his parents are like he never came home from the museum which is you know I want I want to know how that conversation went (laughs) like someone didn't do a fucking head count of the students (laughs) like they're going fast and loose on their trip to the museum they're like "Eh, it's Sunnydale's if we only lost one student that's actually pretty good yeah seriously um and so this was like kind of like a good funny exchange because the gang starts to joke that maybe he woke the mummy and oh haha like maybe it rose from its tomb and then it's like ha 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 maybe it attacked him and they're all laughing and then they suddenly look at each other and realize like oh shit we live in Sunnydale <laughs> that is definitely what happened in this um so they go so they all go to this museum and I am like does nobody have class because <laughs> they immediately go back to the museum with Giles um they all find the broken plate but the mummy is still in the tomb so they're like okay and also like didn't this happen yesterday and so like no one cleaned up (laughs) 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 broken plate like this museum is in disarray dude it's It's feeling the like job loss of all of the like empty factories. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, in that museum, Sunnydale recession, and like host his game show. So he's basically (laughs) on the side. The janitor is high on mummia. Yeah, nothing is getting done. Yeah. (laughs) 
But um, dude, the mommy is still there. We get like a quick shot of the mommy. We're like, okay, wrinkly skin. The mommy is still there, but the plate's broken. And then all of a sudden, someone's like, look out. And <laughs> a buff dude, like, I don't know, a buff dude. In like warrior gear, he has like yeah. a little white outfit with like a belt, like a belted okay. white robe. <laughs> so, yeah. Online it says like traditional Inca clothing. Oh, <laughs> that's what uh, the internet called it. So. Sure. And he has a super <laughs> imposing, like one of those thick curved like sword, thing, like uh, super intense machete swords. Um, And he's running right for the gang and <laughs> like jumps at them with the knife but just as suddenly as he was there he he like runs away he yeah. like threatens them with the knife looks over sees the mummy is like oh okay we're all good here and then just like dips out <clears throat> okay can we talk about how the real miracle of this moment is that Billy Black can walk. <laughs> I saw this character, Gil Birmingham is the actor's name who plays this like um, traditional Inca clothing wearing um, sword. Air quotes. Wearing. There's air quotes happening. Air quotes, air quotes, air quotes, air quotes. Um, I was watching this and I was just like, man, this guy is so familiar, like intimately familiar. I've seen him so many times. What on earth is he from? It sounds like Amanda knew right away, but I had to Google it to find out that this is the character of Billy Black from the Twilight series. Oh my God, look out. Jacob's dad is behind you. It's Jacob's dad, dude. He left the wheelchair back in Twilight. Mm-hmm. He is on the mend defending this mummy I guess this actually came first so maybe it was during this oh my god is this his big break yes dude oh (laughs) shit (laughs) dude I also just recently saw him in um under the banner of heaven which is like him and Andrew Garfield it's like a show about like these murders in this Mormon community it's amazing. You guys should check it out. It's a lot of Andrew Garfield crying, which is so hot. <laughs> it's the hottest thing ever. Um, but yeah, he's like one of the main characters of that. And so I, that was actually the first thing that I recognized him from. Because obviously I couldn't recognize him from Twilight because he was walking. Um, like, he was yeah. in a lot of things, to be honest. Um, I think that the most important to us, your hosts of this show, is that he was in the show Skins. Um, Wait, who was he in Skins? It says Sunny Yellow Lodge, which makes me really uncomfortable. But oh, that no. is the name oh, listed no. on Skins. Okay, that is a British show. So yeah, yeah. I am not also, confused how problematic that is. He was in Nip Tuck as Shaman. Oh, so no. it doesn't okay. get better, dude. Okay. It doesn't get better. Yeah. And that's like in 2009. That's years oh, later. Oh, Um. Anyway, yeah, he is, wow, dude, he was an unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. And I saw that. He did yeah. great. This was not his beginning or his ending no. role. No. But he's still we out were there. very thrilled to see him. Mm-hmm show up in this way yeah shout out to the twilight fans shout out shout out shout out um all right so the gang they're shook obviously from this quote-unquote traditional incan attack end quotes (laughs) um 
And but as they're leaving, Willow looks <laughs> into the mummy's tomb and sees that the mummy now has braces, and it is so funny. <laughs> um, Jen, I'm sorry. Jen just sent us a link to what actual traditional Inca clothing looks like, and it's not. What it's not being worn. <laughs> it's not what's being worn. It's not what's being worn, listeners. <laughs> Do not take from this episode what traditional Inca clothing looks like. Do your own research. <laughs> yeah, <sure. laughs> um, dude, okay. The mummy has braces. It's Rodney. Everyone realizes Rodney is mummified. Yeah. <laughs> he snorted. And just leave him there. Too much right? mummy. Like, he hit the mask dust too hard. <laughs> he od <laughs> <laughs> dude okay and yeah they they ditch him and they go back to the library and the gang is like dude what the fuck how does Roddy look like he's been dead for 500 years and I immediately realized it's because this episode came out in 1997 the mummy doesn't come out for two more years so they don't know (laughs) that this is exactly the plot of the mummy dude <laughs> it has the same mechanic, dude. It's literally the same, like sucking the life force from living hosts, and then they become mummified. It's the same shit, which I found really hilarious. And I'm kind of like that. They just completely, I don't know. I didn't go far enough to find out if that's just like lore of like mummies rising, they just suck you dry, but it's literally like a low budget <laughs> <laughs> version of the mummy. <laughs> um so Giles, the human Google, he gathers that this particular mummy was from the Sebenkaya region of eastern Peru. Is that the fake region? That yeah. Mean? Okay. So that <laughs> yeah. is not a real region. It is a real volcano, mm-hmm. but it is not a real region. Um, it would be in Peru, the volcano, not the region, which is fake. Okay. So he finds out about this fake region. <laughs> um, I he's like he says he gathers all this information, right? I said I in my mind I'm thinking you mean you read the museum display card <laughs> because <laughs> that is all you are giving us right now. Um, but he is holding the broken plate and he's like. I mean, any other information I could get, it's on this plate, but like, it's going to take me weeks to translate. So that's, that's kind of where we're leaving this issue, this mummy issue here. That's when Buffy, Buffy realizes like, oh shit, I forgot. I got to pick up my exchange student and Pata. So everybody Dude. rushes out. <laughs> no, she has a moment where she's like, I have to pick up Ampata. She starts to say, he's from South America and then she literally stutters on South America stop saying that and instead says maybe he can translate (laughs) because obviously that makes sense and this is just like the first of many times that we get this dope assumption that someone from South America can (laughs) naturally translate the pictograms on a 500 year old plate they're like this is the language you speak right 16 year old exchange student (laughs) so that's good (laughs) oh my god and then they're like, so they're like, okay, gonna go pick up 
Impana and Xander is like, oh, I can't speak. I don't, I don't know. I guess Spanish is what he's implying. <laughs> and he's like, I only know Doritos and Chihuahua. <laughs> it's just pretty bad. Which, okay, to be fair, they do speak Spanish in Peru. So <laughs> like 5% of what he started to say was less offensive than the other 95%. <laughs> At least he asked. wasn't like, I don't speak pictogram. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was just being real about his level. Um, and I think, I feel like his level of Spanish makes sense for that time because of like where capitalism was at that time. Like he knows Doritos and the Taco Bell type of dog. So like yeah, exactly. those two Taco commercialized. <laughs> but he's not even like Yo Quiero Taco Bell. <laughs> Dude, yes, he that's all I can He knows that. Like, I feel like this is around the time that you could buy the Taco Bell Chihuahua and squeeze it and it would say, Yo Quiero Taco Bell. (laughs) So, okay, they didn't have it in the budget to be able to say that phrase. So they just said Chihuahua, but I think it's in line. (laughs) Like, I think that he would have said Chalupa if they wouldn't have had to pay Taco Bell (laughs) money to say the copyrighted word. Dude, the Chihuahua was literally introduced in 1997, the same year that this episode came out. Relevance. So, yeah. yeah. (laughs) That that ties in. Dude, the Chalupa didn't come out until 1999. So two years after with the mummy with the mummy yeah things were Brendan really... Fraser was like what if you deep fried my taco though capitalism <laughs> popped the fuck off in 1999 yeah okay that was a good year okay so everyone arrives at the bus station dude or wait no sorry let's back up we meet Empada. <laughs> yeah who is like wearing a button up white shirt and like chinos <laughs> Like, that's his, like, I'm a teenager and I'm traveling, you know, I don't know. It was just, it was very professional. Yeah. And he's just, like, alone in the dark. Like, his bus arrived in the middle of the night, Mm -hmm. um, standing all by himself. Apparently, Buffy is is running late Mm -hmm. and there was nowhere else for him to kick it at the bus station. Mm -mm. No, he's just standing under these. It looks like <laughs> it looked okay. He's standing on near these types of lamps that I was like, this looks like the entrance to the Indiana Jones ride. <laughs> like the lamps are so not congruent. Like it looks like he just got like he looks like the dude from Jurassic Park or, or something <laughs> that like the lawyer. I don't know. It's weird. I'm like, is he in Sunnydale? I don't think that they had decided at that point when they were producing, like in making this scene, but. He definitely hears a woman whispering his name. Yeah. Empada. Empada Gutierrez. <laughs> so he, as anybody would, starts walking towards their whispered name, right? He's looking <laughs> through the dark and all of a sudden this mummy woman grabs him and immediately sucks him off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is how I typed in my notes, sucks him off. <laughs> I'm going to refer to it as sucking him off. Um, very mummy-like, very low budget remake of the mummy, right? So fast forward, by the time that the gang shows up, Buffy says that they're 40 minutes late. Within that 40 minutes... 
oh, a, a beautiful woman walks up wearing a white button-up shirt and she knows flawlessly, like, by the way. Yeah, it's like sexily tie. <laughs> yeah, Jen's first statement was just like, okay, she looks super hot. Like, Dude, and she somehow is like pulling off, like she is more Impata than Impata, dude. She is serving Impata. <laughs> like, no, Jen, she... what did you call her? Okay, so now this is Fampata because it's fake Impata. <laughs> Sampada. So from now on, it's we'll, Fampada. It's Fampada. Okay. Because it's fake Fampada. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she is super fucking hot. Um, multiple times throughout this episode, we see that she has like Tresemme commercial quality hair. <laughs> like it is flawless. It's shining. It's healthy. It's thick. It's perfectly like oh my god her hair is amazing it's just beautiful it shimmers in the sun it, it, she's gorgeous <laughs> she was hypnotizing me honestly <laughs> but um she walks up and she's like I'm I'm Fampada you know look at my clothes yeah obviously I just traveled here I'm dressed for travel yeah <laughs> um and yeah and then yeah. Xander is just like immediately gross. Yeah, he okay. says I crumb. He's like another phrase I know <laughs> because I'm very worldly. <laughs> yes, dude. Um, okay, so now we next scene is we are at Buffy's house. Buffy's showing Vampata around her house. Okay, this starts my confusion about Fampada and how much cultural like or like modern culture like how much of like modern society how much understanding she has they try to explain why later but this just doesn't track for me because Buffy offers her juice and she's like please (laughs) (laughs) I would like some juice and like just answering all of her questions just like super I don't know. I was like, okay, I guess she's just, you know, knows everything. Maybe she gets like knowledge from the people she sees. Yeah, I think so, dude. And I think she just like overhears a lot, I guess. Yeah. Okay. When in the museum are you talking about juice? There's many times that I am like. It's fast and loose in there. (laughs) Little kids, dude. Little kids. Little kids are always talking about fucking juice in a museum and they're all hella bored and they're like, where's my lunchbox? Unless she thinks Buffy's offering her like life juice or something. (laughs) She's like, do you want more like life, like body juices or something? I don't know. And she's like, please, yes. No, dude, I'm sure it was like a okay. fifth grade class that was bitching okay. about juice. juice. And okay, she's I'll, like, I'll take it. I'll allow that. Like, mummy lips. Yeah, so we get into the explanation of like how she knows like exactly, like she's totally keeping pace. She's It's not like a time traveler, like, oh, like one of the pilgrims is suddenly trying juice for the first time, right? It's like, it doesn't know what the fuck is happening or what doesn't know what process like sugars are. She's like totally keeping up with everything. And she was a princess too, so maybe she had juice in her princess <laughs> like kingdom. No, dude. It okay, based on the fake lore that the guide gave, they chose like a random kid. You don't know if they grew up in mm, totally okay. Yeah. So she's yes, beautiful. But she's just yeah, beautiful. She's the chosen one, dude. Yeah, so yeah. she's a princess. Um, so yeah, Buffy's like, have you been to America before? She says she's 
she's toured she's been <laughs> to atlanta boston new york um so that's how we kind of uh, we're like okay she overhears what people are fucking talking about yeah. at the museum that's fine that's all they years, give us yeah. that's all they give us yeah she says she listens much air quotes, <laughs> yeah. air quotes she listens much and that is that's their blanket statement of she knows what juice is mm-hmm. dude and then the whole time xander is grossly flirting with her and i can only sympathize with Buffy and Willow because I know what it's like to have guy friends that like are hitting on the new girlfriend you just made and you're like dude please don't fuck them (laughs) please don't date them I do not vouch for them (laughs) that is just too real so oh and then Willow looks on sadly right which is also um you know it's it's a it's a sad it's a sad dynamic happening here the gang is not okay (laughs) yeah Okay, later on, and Pada, she's getting into this nice guest bed that Buffy's made up for her in her room. Um, she has on boxers. Okay, are those the real Ampada's travel boxers? Yes, dude. <laughs> that is fucking gross. <laughs> <laughs> My travel underwear are always so gross and sweet. I, I would not she wish have that on anyone. Case or something. Yeah, she has like a trunk. It's like yeah, not she, even a suitcase. It's a whole ass trunk. It's definitely like a Harry Potter trunk. Like spoiler, <laughs> it's big enough to hold a mummified body. Yeah, <laughs> so and it's, it's old timey. It's super old timey. <laughs> yeah, because they're like, this is what South America is. You travel <laughs> in chinos, like nineteen twenties trunk. trunk. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, wait, Dunn, so are you saying you think that she changed the underwear but kept the rest of the outfit? No, because she changed into her PJs. And I think that okay. she wore like okay. some clean boxers from the trunk. <laughs> She's like, thank God, I hope I don't get a use infection <laughs> from yeah. the original boxers I've had. I think that her pussy is a crisp and she can't get affected by yeast or UTI. Wait, like the rest wait, of her body no. gets unmummified, but her say, pussy stays no, unmummified. Yeah, I think that she has to like. It takes more people to to suck their souls to like get she has dry to suck pump. out through her pussy lips to get their life force out that way. Okay, that's only when a dick or something yeah. penetrates. <laughs> Like it doesn't work from scissoring. That's no. why she's only going after men. <laughs> Wait, I feel like scissoring would be, you know, because it would wet the like puss to puss. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it would wet her whistle. Yeah. <laughs> I think that could work. <laughs> so we have um as Buffy and Fampada are in Buffy's room and Fampada has on these like questionable boxers. <laughs> Right, right. And we kind of just like fade away from the room and like the warrior guy is just like creeping <laughs> Buffy's bushes outside, dude. Like, <laughs> like looking up into the window. It is gross. <laughs> Wait, Angel does that every episode, though. dude. But he—I just feel like where is Angel, dude? He should be there. I know it's the Dahmer Doppler effect, dude. It's only creepy if you don't want to fuck the person. Oh, yeah. 
Interesting. Oh, no one else knows what I'm no. What is that? Guy. Okay, tell us, tell us. So there is this thing. Wait, I'm gonna look it up and make sure. Okay, it's called the Doppler Dahmer theory, and the concept is that if like both people want to fuck each other, mm-hmm. then like a big romantic gesture works, which mm-hmm. is like the Doppler, but. If one person isn't into the other person, the creeping through your bushes at night comes off serial killer crazy, like Dahmer. (laughs) So because Angel's undead dick is appealing to Buffy, it's chill when he creeps through the bushes. She gets a flutter, but there is no flutter for Billy Black. (laughs) there's some flutter i felt some flutter when he wait so is that his name in twilight yeah yeah it's billy black it's billy black yeah totally Um, i my brand of mental illness is evan peters as dahmer (laughs) is like that's that's your dahmer yeah that's what yeah yeah and he if he isn't creeping out in the bushes i don't want to fuck with him like he's he's murdering you and you're like yeah, yeah this is working for me yeah it's yeah this a big is romantic gesture yeah, yeah this is working for me this is Eat my liver yeah. please <laughs> <laughs> um yeah dude okay so that is how we kind of like leave the ladies that night um the next day at school dude yeah who is there at school dude okay so we see cordelia that's telling her hot leather daddy <laughs> that she's not gonna be one of his groupies while he performs at the high okay at the high school dance tonight already this guy is a fucking creep because anybody who is the lead singer of a band that gets booked to perform at high school dances is fucking creepy dude wait and so the dance is at the bronze though yeah the dance ends up being at the bronze bronze. yeah okay okay the bronze so, is somehow like an extension of the high school. Okay. Yeah. So Cordelia. Oh, meanwhile, Cordelia is being followed around by Sven, who is awkwardly standing around watching this interaction while Cordelia makes out with this 25-year-old that's gonna perform <laughs> at a high school dance. Just to like put that in perspective of where we're at with her relationship. Um okay. <laughs> Cordelia she's not really feeling Sven. She is telling her boyfriend (laughs) like that this whole exchange student thing has been a nightmare. Quote unquote, they don't even speak American. And I noted that Cordelia definitely would have been a January 6th. (laughs) (laughs) That is the vibe that she's giving right now. She would be one of the like five women in that like um conservative republican dating app oh my god (laughs) yes (laughs) that is kind of the vibe she's giving this whole episode um and okay so then she's like kisses bye bye 25 year old i'll see you later tonight at my high school dance as she's walking away oh my god big reveal audience Seth Green is the lead guitar of this creepy band, but he's less creepy. With like of- a full like goatee yeah. situation. Yeah. His name is Oz. Um, I totally forgot about that actually. Yes. Oh my God. That his name is Oz? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, his, yeah, name, his is name is Oz. And they play together in a band called Dingo's Ate My Baby, <laughs> um, which is actually the only reason that I even know about the Dingo, Dingo Baby <laughs> true event of the Azaria James. Chamberlain case mm-hmm. where in 1980 17 years before this a like pretty tiny baby I think it was like less than a year old was taken from a tent in Australia where a family was camping together so we it was basically know- like the first meme because it's like the lady obviously had like an accent and she was just like, Dingo saved my baby. I don't know. I can't do it. <laughs> I think that what you're trying to do also. Do okay, no. <laughs> You've already set the stage for it to be offensive. I'm not falling into that <laughs> Dude, no. Meryl Streep sets the stage because she, I imagine, is who you're quoting right now. Exactly. Meryl played... Streep as the Dingo yes, saved my baby. Like... As Lindy Chamberlain Crichton. <laughs> Do you remember in Tropic Thunder where the guy <laughs> makes a joke about the dingo eating his baby and he's like, don't joke about that. That was a national tragedy. <laughs> Dude, yeah, the Meryl Street movie came out in 1988. Mm-hmm. And that is when Meryl Streep exclaims, I'm not going to do it. I've never seen it. But, <laughs> but she says, but you can imagine, got my you know what an <laughs> Australian accent sounds like. <laughs> We're going to have to cut it in, right? Like you're going to cut that. Oh yeah, cut episode. that sound in. I don't cut that sound in. Cut we'll in. find Meryl Streep for you guys. So you it know. It's harder to do that than you guys just saying. <laughs> just saying. Cut it in. Cut, cut it, it in, Just, cut just cut put it in. it in a post. Put it It'll in be a post. Fine. Yeah, be you're fine. You're good. Okay. Um... That okay, that everyone was Meryl Streep. Uh, you just heard. Thank you, Dunn, for putting that yeah, in. Yeah, good job, John. Um, okay, so Oz, we get Oz, it's everything we thought it would be and more. He's hot as fuck. Um, but he's a little bit of like I'm not like other guys kind of vibe happening because he gives Cordelia's man shit for like. You know, he, it just seems like Cordelia's man, any, he's just like any pretty face, doesn't matter the substance of the person. And like, this like, is his he brother, just goes right? Like, is it? Okay. I thought I didn't know it was that. his brother, but then when I looked it up, it said it was his friend. Okay. 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 So I think that's on me. I think that when we were watching it, I said it was his brother. Oh, they're like bros. Got it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Brothers, brothers, not brothers. from another mother. Yeah. yeah. But he's definitely giving he's definitely just like I mean I you know I'm just I want something else like I'm looking for a you know I don't know he's just like <laughs> yeah he he's just not like, like other guys that's yeah, all you know he's yeah. a special person and, and, and the guy the friend is like you're the lead guitarist you have any girl you want <laughs> it's like yeah okay. he said so being the lead like- guitarist is currency <laughs> literally calls it currency <laughs> yeah currency for puss and he's just like you can have any high school girl in this small you town could, you can groom any um, girl wait but isn't seth green also in high school 
he's like their age right Yes. Okay, is that he how is they got the gig, maybe? Yes. Okay. Like Seth Green goes to this school and we've yeah. just never seen him before. That's what him. they're trying to say. Yeah. It's like, how could we miss him? <laughs> He's the hottest. <laughs> he was busy building that, like growing that facial hair before yeah. making his reveal on screen. Um yeah, okay. Meanwhile, Buffy brings Fempada to meet Giles. He immediately <laughs> is like, can you translate this? Yeah. Like, he's like, here's an artifact. It was disappointing. From your region. Yeah. He, again, he is British too. The colonizer is even more shameless <laughs> than Sunnydale population, dude. I wasn't shocked by that. Um, so, okay. And then obviously, so Fempada, she takes the the seal and she's obviously spooked by it and put off by it because she's like why do you assume I can translate this why are you burdening me <laughs> with the effort of educating you dude and then she, <laughs> but then she like looks on it and is like hmm well <laughs> this says bodyguard <laughs> yeah. this pictogram on this plate she's like it's very old first of all yeah, they didn't have words yet. So maybe it was just a bit to like fuck with them. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe she couldn't even read it, but she just knew that the scary guy was following her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but so, um, basically now we know that that warrior guy is actually a bodyguard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he's meant to guard the mummy against those who would disturb her again right from the movie the mummy <laughs> this everybody just go watch the mummy instead of watches I'm sorry this doesn't have Brendan Fraser in it it's the same plot just Do go watch the, the double movie. feature and watch yeah. the mummy and yeah. Twilight yeah Take it all oh there you go yes that sounds like a lovely a lovely day make it um so mommy girl again she's offended by this whole interaction <laughs> so she leaves uh, emotional she leaves her hair is flowing yeah. yeah. <laughs> she was like yeah that was a microaggression <laughs> yeah. no that was a macroaggression <laughs> <laughs> she's like i need to get out of here yeah and she goes to hang out with sander and this is in my notes where i was like do you think her puss is dry and tight? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm wondering about this. <laughs> oh my god. Um, dude, so they go to the bleachers, right? Where Xander introduces her to Twinkies. She gets to try Twinkies for the first time. Um, and I am thinking in my head, like, does her brain just break in half, like tasting <laughs> processed sugar and cornstarch? <laughs> like, she must actually have a sugar high after this. She like immediately gets diabetes. <laughs> okay, yeah. so honestly, the actual actress probably does because one of the things that I read researching this was that Nicholas Brendan and Araceli, who play these characters had to eat up to 10 Twinkies each to film this scene so for every take that they're trying to film of the scene they're eating up to 10 fucking Twinkies so they're both diabetic now yeah and never want to eat a Twinkie again um 
I did appreciate though that the director is not as creepy as Xander and well, we get isn't like it a woman <laughs> okay that yes but she can still be creepy yeah totally. <laughs> but she's not she's not because we have like a pretty phallic food getting shoved mm-hmm. into people's and mouths it has a cream filling scene. and it has a cream filling <laughs> and when the as the mummy <laughs> Fanpata goes to shut it in her mouth, the like angle changes so that mm. her hand is actually covering the Twinkie going into her mouth. But okay. I had a moment of appreciation for like, that. Like this obviously wasn't filmed by the Disney Channel. Like they <laughs> didn't make it so teenagers were eating Twinkie things. So do you yeah. guys know that like goat cheese that you can get where it has like that layer of ash like in the middle? <laughs> okay, yeah. That is Fampot. <laughs> Free mummia. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, um. Meanwhile, while these Twinkies are getting eaten, this like ro- scene of romance. This, yeah, yes. yeah. They're fall- <laughs> This is them falling for each other. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. Buffy and Willow. They're in the library. They're still trying to help Giles figure out what the plate means because they're super unhelpful South American person that can't translate pictograms (laughs) so no fucking help and Willow is super pouty about how shitty Xander's being um but she also is now facing like dude maybe I should move on like fuck this dude like he is a douche which is great good for her big strides in season two for Willow there um Buffy shows Giles what she's found so far in her research and he says wow dude based on what you found it looks like rodney was killed by the mummy (laughs) no fucking shit (laughs) that was a full day of research for these these guys um but i guess that's helpful to know um the seal says the mummy is capable of feeding off the life force of people again i.e see the mummy movie 1999 wait um, so do you think that rodney's mummified body with like the braces is gonna like keep going on the Inca princess tour <laughs> <laughs> okay wait side note that's a good question are they also saying so they're implying that like she was mentally sentient the whole time but like frozen yeah. So maybe so he is, is he... too. He's like, like he heard, his, <laughs> like he heard Willow's voice, and is like, "Thank God, someone's gonna do something," and then they just bounce and like <laughs> leave him there. Okay, and then also, so this mummy went on tour, and she's like Boston, Chicago, New York, and then it's like Sunnydale. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, they must just have Joyce is getting those those contracts for those exhibits. She's curating the fuck out of this town. <laughs> um, okay, now we flip back to Xander and Fampada. <laughs> where the giant bodyguard is suddenly okay, everyone listening. You know how bleachers work, right? Like they're made of metal, they're loud as fuck. You can see people going up and down them. <laughs> Somehow the bodyguard is right behind Xander and Fempata. And he violently swings his huge knife between them. And he points the knife at Xander and says, you stole the seal. 
and the mummy girl obviously fanpada she obviously screams and the guy turns towards her and is like it's you somehow recognizes her now that she's juicy i feel like she does not look the same (laughs) maybe like i can only assume that he is also from the time that she was human and got like sacrificed or whatever so his mummified body was somewhere else too. i don't know i think he was in the plate Oh, okay. <laughs> that is a hot take. Okay. Yeah, and then he, he broke out, cracked exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does like logically make sense that if the plate was the thing like keeping her in there, that like the plate breaking would make his presence necessary so yeah i'm into it he's like okay. um yeah one of those like dinosaurs that you put in water <laughs> <laughs> and they grow <laughs> and they grow here. like that's what the plate dust was for him okay yeah i yeah, like, I like I that i like that interpretation um so they just barely get away from the bodyguard dude they run back to the library um okay and then <laughs> she fampata is like we gotta destroy the seal or someone could die which is such a sus thing to say to people yeah. we just met <laughs> <laughs> totally it's like the only thing we can do is break the plane <laughs> okay <laughs> they're like must be a south american thing we don't understand other cultures so <laughs> uh xander proceeds to almost totally expose like that buffy is the chosen one because he's spun off the dry pussy that he hasn't even hit yet dude. <laughs> he wants to confess all it's the, the fumes, secrets. dude the, fumes. <laughs> the mummia the mummia <laughs> <laughs> the vapors of the mummia papers Dude, my notes literally just say Xander, you little bitch. And yeah. that's, that's like all I wrote. He <laughs> is such a weak link. He's gonna crack immediately. Anytime the first time the gang gets pulled in by the cops when they finally are like connected to all the murders, he's gonna crack <laughs> immediately. <laughs> um okay, so then Fanpata, she, you know, she's emotional, she just got attacked. There, you know, she's saying she doesn't even know Rodney, never seen him before in her life doesn't know who that is she runs from the library um you know Xander goes after her to make sure that she's okay and then also Willow comes out you know just to see what's happening and Willow's like you know what'll make Fampata feel better you should take her to the dance yeah and that then will he... definitely make her feel better <laughs> he, he's like thanks best friend. Yeah. yeah dude again friend <laughs> is a four-letter word <laughs> <clears throat> um while this is happening Buffy and Giles they're trying to figure out like what's the bodyguard's motivation he randomly you know is like attacking us like what's going on it's just not adding up um they decide to go back to the museum that night to try to find the remaining pieces of the seal so that they can try to like read like what is up with the bodyguard like why is he there um and Buffy is sad because tonight is the dance she really wanted to go she had her like offensive costume ready and now (laughs) I mean Buffy's the only one that's gonna have a career that's not canceled (laughs) in the future luckily but yeah so she but Giles is like dude no we we gotta like figure this mommy thing out obviously 
what do you think her costume would have been? Like, we never get to find out. Dude, it is full brown face. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's a Trudeau. Yeah. She, like in the unaired episode, she's in brown face and then they're like, yes. Mm. Yeah, no. they like re-edited it. So Billy Black is like, I'm offended by this. <laughs> you need to make her just go to the museum instead. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so Xander does ask Fampata to the dance and she is like, oh, like I'm gonna think about it and then goes into the bathroom and the bodyguard is just standing in there with like a full like power pose (laughs) and he's just like ready dude I can only imagine like how many people have gone in there (laughs) he's like oh I'm waiting for someone else I'm meeting someone here (laughs) and um the like the mummy steals his life which I was confused because I thought he was dead you thought he was made of plates like (laughs) you didn't understand what was happening no she sucks him off she sucks him off so before that though he does say and I I I really liked this I was hella feeling myself for Mm -hmm. noticing all of these similarities until later in the episode they spell it right the fuck out Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. a little less interesting but before she sucks him off he tells her you are the chosen one Mm -hmm. you must die you have no choice and I feel like this is where I first started taking notes being like oh my god she is living the life that Buffy wishes she could lead by like being the chosen one and rejecting it and instead of like taking on that like quote-unquote responsibility because it's obviously different here we don't really find out what her sacrifice was for like it was probably for the volcano to not Mm -hmm. erupt or some shit but Mm -hmm. yeah I feel like this is where we first start to see that she is also supposed to be living that supposed to be living that kind of life and refuses it and instead of just letting her bodyguard fucking kill her she sucks him off and drains his life force instead but it's also like it's kind of like Buffy's whole story and like a like a super concentrated like within one day because it's like even though she's trying to reject it it still keeps coming after her and like no matter what she does no matter how many Twinkies that she eats people are still asking about this fucking plate they're investigating it this bodyguard is chasing her her fucking shit you know she has to keep sucking people off so she doesn't dry out like it's a kind of like a non-escape type thing that she, you know, within a day hasn't made peace with, but I feel like Buffy at this point, you know. Is and even to... other people kind of call it out, right? Like there is going to be a part where Joyce seeing Empata go off to the dance, Fampata go off to the dance and seeing that Buffy, who really wants to go to the dance, but can't go because she's the fucking chosen one. And Joyce has this whole like, ugh. Fampata is fitting in so well and it's like yeah bitch Buffy is trying her best okay (laughs) like she would love to be fitting in but she's got to do her chosen one duty and like carry stakes around in her person shit and just can't do it I really appreciated that Mm -hmm. in this episode and then yeah again they're gonna just spell it out Mm -hmm. in the episode making all of my insights super basic but I'm going to slip it in right now. So it sounds like. And then, okay. So the 
like Fampata comes out of the bathroom after sucking her bodyguard dry <laughs> and she has like full face makeup on like blush and lipstick which she was not wearing before and so now I think she has the amount of people where her pussy is not dust anymore <laughs> <laughs> like that third one did it <laughs> Okay, because she has like bl- like her, she's like naturally blushing. She's like, yeah, blush, yeah. So she- That's what happens when you have like a juicy a juicy buzz. Yeah, she's like, I have a soft labia now, <laughs> and that comes with blush and lipstick. Yeah, it's not Dude. like when you step on a leaf, and <clears throat> like every time she walks, it's like stepping on autumn leaves. <laughs> <laughs> And that's why she wears boxers instead of panties exactly. <laughs> um so she comes out of the bathroom and she has that post nut clarity because she's like confesses <laughs> to liking him they confess to liking each other she's like i'll go to the dance with you and then xander's like you're not a praying mantis are you <laughs> which totally he's i forgot all about that he's already fucked a praying mantis <laughs> poor Xander uh that was in season one episode four teacher's pet when he fucks the praying mantis that wants to like lay eggs in his body or whatever um so yeah he does not have a great track record like if you had just dated Willow you could have consistent pussy but you're just going <laughs> after all these monsters but whatever he definitely has a type is all I'm saying <laughs> um back in Buffy's bedroom that night okay Buffy is like dude you know, Fampata shows, you know, Fampata is getting ready for the dance. And Buffy's like, dude, your, your bags, the station set your bags over these huge old tiny trunks <laughs> that Indiana Jones would use. These are your trunks. They sent them. And she keeps being like, I can unpack them for you, which I found so weird. She keeps pushing that point of like, and in like a friendly way, but I would be so off put if like, anyone unpacked my shit. I don't know if I didn't know them. I would like you like guys chill you though, because remember how her like parents were unpacking her suitcase. Yeah, so remember, weird. that's what I wrote down too when her parents were unpacking her suitcase and we were all like, that's fucking weird that that's happening. Yeah. But apparently it's like a normal 90s thing I do not remember ever no like having I mean, a sleepover and having my friend be like oh want me to unpack your suitcase you guys you? never offered to unpack it's like <laughs> so because we're not handmaids or whatever it's like Anna always unpacks Mary's suitcase dude downtown. that was in my notes actually that in downtown Abbey a servant okay, would have unpacked okay. your suitcase but sure that's different like not maybe servant. we're just like this is like that was only like that was right around the corner <laughs> from like, this. it was like in 1925 <laughs> that downtown is happening <laughs> that, is, that is all right around 25 the is also the year that these suitcases were made <laughs> because they <laughs> are trunks they're trunks that should be strapped to the back of like an old-timey car that's like puttering away <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so obviously from is like no dude chill like you don't gotta do all that like I can unpack it like stop you know it's kind of like no like stop trying to unpack my shit dude like chill and then she's like hey can I borrow some lippy Buffy's like yeah here you go and this like simple gesture sets sets Fampata off to talk about exactly what Chris was talking about about like 
oh, like you are, you're always doing things for others. You remind me of the Inca princess, <laughs> which I is confusing me because I'm like, aren't you the Inca princess? So she's talking in the third person. So she's kind of like humble bragging about herself, I guess, <laughs> at this point. Um, she's just being so obvious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, she wasn't even there at the museum. She was No, but she's like, you went to that museum to learn about my super generalized South American history. <laughs> and like, you were super right to assume that I could read the pictograms mm-hmm. on that plate. Because and I know the lore. I'm intimately aware of the lore. Yeah, I... I also went to a history museum to understand what you thought my culture would be. <laughs> I read the plate on the mummy. And That's a, yeah, she spent a lot of time preparing these white people <laughs> to <laughs> educate them. Um, she goes on to talk about that the princess was the one person from her generation chosen to protect her people from the netherworld. Um, Buffy says, I've heard this story before. Because it's her own story. Interesting. Yeah. Um on the nose writers. I know. (laughs) Uh what if she had been like to protect them from the helm? (laughs) 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 No, she would have said something. They would have tried to make it more old timey, like Hades mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Um dude, and Fampata is wearing a dress that fits her perfectly oh god it looks amazing and glowing it's like beaded kind of and I'm not really sure it like where they're going with it and then it's just like where'd she get that like (laughs) was that gonna be Buffy's fit and then she's like oh Oh. I can't go I mean they certainly do not say that in the episode but maybe it does seem like it's really good Buffy didn't wear it It looks like um like a Native American kind okay, of like dude, tribal well, fit, and it is not. We're it's not chill. Other it's not chill. Yeah, people wearing coming. Native American oh, tribal oh, that, fits. That's coming later, soon. So it's coming. Um, it's coming. I think she point, had like a fucking like feather headdress. To oh wear. no! <laughs> I'm shocked that we end up not seeing that. But anyway, we do. They're, we they're do not... see one. We do oh, see one oh. later at the dance. Oh, <laughs> just wait. Just wait. It's coming. So uh, at one, okay, this is great. At one point in the story, Fempata is like, the princess was 16, just like us. LOL. (laughs) They look 26. (laughs) (laughs) That was really funny to like try to, they were trying to gaslight me into thinking they were 16 again. Um, uh, Okay, again, Buffy tries to start unpacking Fempata's stuff. She's like, dude, stop. Please stop. And she starts creeping up behind her like she's gonna like punch Buffy in the back of the head to get her to stop trying to unpack the trunk. But luckily the doorbell rings. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's a Xander that's at the door who is ready for the cultural exchange dance. He is wearing a wool poncho pullover <laughs> poncho okay he has on like a southwesterny type like hat it's like black with like the silver buckle like around the top and he has a cigar in his mouth <laughs> <laughs> dude and he's like 
I'm Italian. <laughs> <laughs> It was so confused. Yeah, dude. I, yeah. I was, I was like, oh no. So that was my first, like, I guess I didn't really think about it. Like before that moment of like, you know, they kept talking about the cultural exchange dance, cultural exchange dance. And it wasn't until Xander walked into the scene that I was like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, dude. They made it a costume party. Yeah. They did not have to do all that, dude. And that they, was their they're doing that thing where they're like, this isn't appropriation, it's appreciation. <laughs> Dude, I don't know if that, if they were going that far. It was the 90s. So they definitely were like, this is appropriation, the dance. It's totally cool. Basically, I just know that when Xander is at his confirmation hearing to sit the Supreme Court, because he's creepy enough to get appointed, that a picture of him at this dance is going to come on. Just Then that he's going to be vibe. like... I'm Italian. <laughs> I'm being Italian. It's not offensive. Boofing is a drinking game. Or he's just like, I'm from Arizona. Like, this is fine. He's like, the devil's triangle does not mean that means studying. <laughs> oh my God. The little piss baby. Oh my God. That was so funny. Okay. Um, let's see okay so then they're like look at the dance and then I was like wow the dance is one where everyone dresses up for another country okay uh oh and so we walk into the dance and it's like immediately bad <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah Chris what do we see so far what what costumes okay well first of all it's a room full of white people so yes. I feel like that's important that's to note um we yeah immediately see a geisha that is a stand out um it's, it's see, a white it's a white lady with it's a white lady yeah it's a white lady it's not okay um we see like a Native American person in like the like leather um fringed outfit and <laughs> we see willow in like honestly a pretty impressive it's fit. really good <laughs> she has like made a fishing spear yes. and it's like completely wrapped up she is dressed up as like a native inuit person but because it's 1997 she will be referred to in the show as an Eskimo many times <laughs> dude I said is the theme of this dance lose your job in 20 years <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah dude there and there's also like dude I saw a Hasidic Jewish person costume <laughs> oh my god I didn't see that, that was so fucked up <laughs> yes <laughs> that oh was god. bad that was really bad I was like <laughs> Kanye <laughs> <laughs> I saw a white lives matter t-shirt in there, so. <laughs> oh um, my god and then Cordelia is just wearing like a Hawaiian vacation outfit um <laughs> is <it's> confusing <laughs> wait is it wait do you think it's like a statement about how Hawaii should not have been colonized by the u.s like i guess in all reality like what willow is wearing would be more like alaska and 
like northern Canada and stuff like that, which is also like yeah, colonized, stolen, stolen so. away. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yes, it's a very <laughs> problematic party. <laughs> it's like the one person at all the Halloween parties that's offensive, but like that one person went to a party with the, that one person from all other parties. <laughs> so it's really offensive. like whoever was in charge of costume design for this episode lost their job <laughs> more than like the No, actors. dude, I think they thrived because it was like 97. <laughs> I think they went on to cast um this guy Jacob's dad and like a lot of other roles that have fucked their name <laughs> like, like I you would do great yeah. as a shaman yeah yeah like <laughs> I think they thrived in Hollywood honestly. <laughs> um so we have kind of like while this is going on mm-hmm. we have like Buffy at home and Giles just like comes to her house it's <laughs> like knock 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 hello it's the library (laughs) (laughs) thankfully Buffy answers the door and not Joyce because I don't know I just feel like that's so awkward and no way if Joyce had answered the door she would immediately have straddled him dude (laughs) (laughs) and Giles is there with news he's like the bodyguard was body was found in the bathroom mummified and it's like dude by who? Like, <laughs> what the? <laughs> and is this where he's like, I cross-referenced and found that like he's not even a bodyguard. He's supposed to be like preventing the mummy from waking up. And it's like, what did you cross-reference? What? <laughs> What, what other plates are, are filed in the library that you crossed? Yeah, <laughs> he's like, I called someone else in South America. I called my sneaky link in South America. <laughs> Dude, okay, and that's when Buffy realizes that Fampata was super wiggy about the seal from minute one. <laughs> that is the direct quote. <laughs> and like obviously like what if she translated it wrong to throw us off the the trail and so she like runs upstairs to the bags and busts one open and finds a mummified real empada but no lipstick which is the most <laughs> sussy part of this whole situation for Buffy. <laughs> it's like I should have known this bitch was 500 years old she does not have lipstick <laughs> um <laughs> Meanwhile, okay, so that's happening. Meanwhile, we're, you know, we're flipping between two places. We have the bronze is also happening with this problematic party. Um, Seth Green is shredding on the guitar. <laughs> He's super serious looking. He's in the zone, <laughs> super hot. And, uh, you know, Willow is staring around sadly as Xander and Fampata are having a moment which okay, was dude. super dragged out. Can we talk about yeah. it? I so, timed it. I literally so timed it. Xander <laughs> it like so takes off his poncho to dance because like I guess it's restricting his movements <laughs> when <laughs> they don't even have armholes. So it seems like you would have a lot of freedom of movement. But he takes off it and then all of a sudden he's wearing like a suit vest underneath and so it's like okay he was just like waiting to take this patch off. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
so he can have his suit vest on. And then they are doing a sexy slow dance. Mm -hmm. And then how long is it? (laughs) Okay, so they're doing a sexy slow dance. It's all in like this weird, like dark yellow lighting. And it's doing this thing where they're using like the PowerPoint fade out effect to continuously like get closer and closer (laughs) to their faces with the camera angle. Dude, there was a million zooms in on faded cuts. There were so So many many faded faded cuts. So many that shit went on for 35 seconds <laughs> of just like non-stop unadulterated facial zooming in <laughs> and like weird fade in fade out effects it was it was so outrageous that I rewound it so that I could fucking chime it and confirm that it was 35 whole seconds of it um it was so weird. It had so much weird eye contact. I was more uncomfortable with this dance scene than I was during the When She Was Bad episode mm-hmm. when Buffy dances so sexually with Sander that they include it in the opening credits. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I was super weirded out by it. Um, and Willow is in the background having this moment of like, maybe I should have worn something like more traditionally sexy instead of like, traditionally Inuit (laughs) and there is going to be a moment of like Seth Green on stage Mm -hmm. shredding so hard in his Mm -hmm. Dingo's Ate My Baby band Mm -hmm. and he looks up and he has this moment of uh, my favorite of this like who is that girl and his 25 year old like lead singer friend is like oh I think she's a foreign exchange student from <laughs> South America like she hella knows <laughs> who it is which is even weirder because like obviously her picture wouldn't have been in that foreign exchange student catalog that Cordelia had mm-hmm. so he would have no fucking way of knowing that that is where she's from or who she is and Seth Green says no not her the Eskimo because it's 1997 and so he calls her the Eskimo I love how he just like falls for her and only this much of her face is showing in the hood like the tiniest of all yeah and she's she's like Kenny from South she's like Kenny from South Park she super is and she's standing by herself like not doing anything, mm-hmm. not smiling, like looking hella forlorn. And he's just like, holy shit, that girl made a fishing spear to yeah. go with her fit. That's hot. And it's so nice. It's such a nice mm-hmm. moment for Willow to just like be noticed as someone other than the smart girl or like the friend who apparently doesn't have lips or mm-hmm. like however <laughs> it is that the school and Xander and Buffy all see her. It's a very lovely moment, even though Seth Green calls her an Eskimo. <laughs> but at least he ain't no he ain't no creep sexually. He just needs to. <laughs> Dude, he does have like a pretty, like voluptuous eyebrow raise. Yeah. He stares at her for yeah. a pretty long yeah. time. And he's yeah. like, mm-hmm. he's feeling it. I wonder what's <laughs> under those heavy furs. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like, leave the furs off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dude so okay they xander and fan are still dancing close 
you know, they're getting, they're about to kiss. Oh, will they or won't they kiss? Ooh, it's so sensual. When all of a sudden her hand turns hella raggedy. <laughs> yeah, dude, it gets all freeze-dried. All freeze-dried and jerky-like. And she, she dips out hella quick. She's like, oh shit, she's got to go suck someone off. Um, So she finds like, Okay, the one problematic, king, unproblematic king at the party, which is a guy dressed as an Australian dude, which I feel like is okay. Dude, that's why I was like, that accent. I think okay. it's okay, dude. But right now, in 2022, it is okay. But maybe like in the archives of like oh, yeah, no. 10 or 20 tw- years, yeah. maybe it will be offensive for us well, to do Australian th- accents. Well, yeah, well, because but by today then, it's okay. By then America will have destroyed Australia. So it will be offensive <laughs> that we made fun of them because <laughs> we will have taken their resources or something fucked up will have happened. Um, but yeah, so she takes this Aussie dude. <laughs> and he's like, you know, you know they're getting it. all close, but he's like, aren't you with Sander? And she's like, whatever. I'm open. It's open. And then uh, he's like, your hands are really rough. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, yes. And he's into it. <laughs> He's into it. So he's, he's just like, I can beat myself up. Um, can we pause for a moment here too to note that this short king, this unoffensive short king, is played by Danny Strong. Mm-hmm. Um, he is an actor who, while I was watching this, I had not a hundred percent remembered for maybe one of the first and only times while re-watching what was gonna happen. Um, and I was feeling like, man, this guy can't die because spoiler he will show up mm-hmm. in later seasons he shows up kind of a couple of times Danny mm-hmm. Strong I thought so I was like have we seen him before or is this his first episode so it's his first episode okay. in Buffy um this is in 1997 I think I was ultra clued up to his presence because I have recently been hate watching all seven seasons of Gilmore Girls mm. and he also plays Paris Geller's long-term Yale boyfriend mm. in Gilmore Girls in 2002. So he also has a career booster by being the least offensively dressed person at this dance. <laughs> They're like, it's cool, it's cool. We can bring you into this like pretty hip show in the early aughts that we won't realize is offensive until like 15 years later um I was thrilled as soon as I heard his voice I was like holy shit that's the editor of the Yale Daily News in Gilmore Girls I wonder if like when he first like the costume director like held up a hijab or something and he was like no dude (laughs) I need my Gilmore Girls contract (laughs) like I am not wearing that shit (laughs) I'm gonna be Australian (laughs) like because he does not fit in at this party at all because he is totally (laughs) an acceptable outfit yeah, that's why he's sitting on the stairway alone when Yeah, because everyone's him. like, fuck you, loser. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, so Fampata goes in to suck suck him off, and the flute music gets so intense. Yeah. It's like ringing in your ear. Like... <laughs> that was beautiful. That was, that was amazing. That was gorgeous. Are you Lizzo? <laughs> 
<laughs> that was gorgeous. Okay. Um, more close-ups, dude. So more close-ups many of the close-ups. Lips. And so much yellow lighting, dude. Like yeah. it's all in this like weird mustard it's very stylized. Yeah. 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 And then uh, she starts feeding off of his life force. He seems into it. I'll say that. He seems okay with what's happening. Um, meanwhile, Giles is at the museum gluing the plate back together with rubber cement. <laughs> Dude, he is in his element. This he is, is like, most... I just wanted a quiet night with my crafts <laughs> on the, the museum most cartoony board. shit. It's almost like <laughs> towing the line of like, now we're just defending British people, like culture. <laughs> This this is amazing. It's definitely a cozy night Um, vibe. This is he is restoring ancient artifacts. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! Okay, so that's happening. Uh, Back to the bronze, Buffy. um, Buffy storms in. She walks up to Willow and it's just like, dude, Vampata is the mummy, and Willow's like good <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, she's stoked she's stoked <laughs> um oh shit and then they find xander is backstage because he ended up finding fampada right she told aussie to dip the sneaky link she's like can't be caught with the sneaky link xander walks in and she's like you know she eventually is like shit i'm drying up my pussy's drying up i got feed <laughs> She goes to start to feed, but then she's like at the last minute, she's like, no, I I can't, I can't feed off of you because I love you. And she runs away. But like Xander's pretty fucked up. Like I think a little bit of his life force got sucked away. Dude, no, he's definitely like has this really sad moment where she like pulls away and she's like, I don't deserve you. Oh, right. And his (laughs) response to that is you don't deserve me. I love you, which is <laughs> we such a creepy, fucking unhealthy, like, Xander needs a it's therapist. A very virgin, <laughs> very virgin thing to say, for sure. He's only fucked a praying mantis, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, Let's just get it straight. The praying mantis fucked him. <laughs> okay, you're right. The she mantis fucked him. And it wasn't even <laughs> penetrative. So, yeah, this was... Uh, this was such a moment of just like not even being uncomfortable about how creepy Xander is I was just bummed the fuck out I was like man whatever is happening in your brain is hella fucking sad your like incel attitude (laughs) has just reached a level where I kind of have sympathy for you kind (laughs) of a little bit Dude, so they find okay, so now the gang is reunited, right? So like Buffy and Will, there was Xander at the bronze. They are like, we gotta go to the museum, dude. Uh how close it's unlocked, dude. It's unlocked. <laughs> how close is the museum to the bronze? It's close because the town is tiny. <laughs> it's right next to the ice cream shop in the cemetery, dude. Because <laughs> yeah, Fampata sure. is already there and she's sneaking up on Giles, and like a fucking cartoon character, he's like yay last piece (laughs) slowly slowly starting to put it in and vampata obviously sneaks up behind him grabs the plate and smashes it to the ground (laughs) 
<laughs> wow. Um, and then she lifts up Giles by the neck, which is super hot. And then, okay. And then, yeah, five seconds later, again, next door to the bronze, Buffy and the gang, they're there. Buffy walks in. Dude, and Buffy, like Christy already alluded to at the beginning of the episode, does a crazy job. <laughs> it's like 20 feet. No <laughs> running start, dude. She just... <laughs> She barely bends her knees, dude. She barely bends her knees. She is just in the air. (laughs) It's all those high kicks. Yeah. And so then it's like, it's like mommy on Slayer fight, dude. And there's lots of high kicks. Um, Yeah. At one point, mommy, the mommy throws Buffy in the tomb and like slams the, the stone slab over her. And she's like effortlessly. So does the yeah. mummy have super strength? It seems I guess. Like it. Okay. Okay. It seems like it. That's just established in this scene. Maybe because she um sucked the bodyguard off. Oh, so she has strength. Okay. Something. It's okay. yeah, transitive property. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Dude, and so the transitive property of sucking off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and so then, okay, so then Fempata grabs Will because she's like, damn, I really need to re-up. Both of my arms are jerky-fied now. <laughs> but Xander's like, no, that's my best friend. Put her down. <laughs> Eat off of me and take me instead. Uh, and so she's like, fine, whatever, have it your way, loser. And so she goes to feed <laughs> off of Xander just as Buffy is kicking the stone. <laughs> like cover off the tomb but it's too late dude Fampata is totally jerkified and she's dry as fuck she's so dry that Buffy goes to pull her off Xander and her arms <laughs> stay her arms stay Can on they Xander stay, but there's like hella like sinew yeah. which was really weird it was like it was why like are like the outside so crackly and the inside like still has yeah it yeah. was it was weird and then Buffy drops the torso to the ground and it explodes into Mamiya <laughs> yeah <I do. laughs> they have Mamiya for life now and then the gang is like well that solves that and they just leave the smash <laughs> yeah dude it is someone else's problem to just like up. the master dude they never deal with the ashes they're like that'll go into someone's goat cheese and it's fine <laughs> oh my god it's amazing um now we have our closing scene it's the next day at school um xander and buffy walk along and xander you know he oh okay (laughs) okay (laughs) all right so xander acknowledges you know he 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 really does know how to pick them right (laughs) you know just another bad another bad egg basically to which Buffy replies, dude, you know, give her, cut her a little slack. She was chips. <laughs> <laughs> which, wow. I, they have not had her say that <laughs> until, of course, this episode is where they're like, we need to just put in one more culturally insensitive <laughs> uh, reference. Uh, so yeah so I guess that Buffy's like she says that she lets that hang for a minute and then she's like her whole life was taken away from her like you know that's why she was acting so sussy um 
And then, yeah, that's, that's kind of it. We're kind of left with that. And then flute music plays on as they walk arm in arm. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, that's it. This episode brought to you by flautists everywhere. (laughs) And, um, the most, culturally insensitive writers of the 90s yeah at least that we've had so far I mean they were just normal 90s writers I don't know I guess that's true this is like so like basically they walked into a Halloween store and 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 they were like like, yeah they were like we'll take the lot Do we have a death count for this? We one? do. Like, yeah. So this was a pretty low death count, especially compared to last episode. There was a high death count. So we had f- technically four people died, two humans, and so there was like Rodney, who was killed by the Inca princess, and then there's Ampata, the real Ampata, also killed by the Inca princess, and then the bodyguard who was like, I, I don't know. I'm not sure where we stand on whether the he was a plate. if he He's was a plate death. Yeah, that was a plate death. So I don't know what to call him a human. Okay, yeah, one plate. And he was <laughs> also killed by the Inca princess. And then the Inca princess herself died, which I guess she was alive. So she could die. I don't really know about that. And like I guess she was resurrected so she could die but and she was just killed by like not sucking off fast (laughs) (laughs) so the takeaway is suck off while you can yeah get that life force often (laughs) yeah often yeah Yeah. keep your puss from crisping (laughs) yeah moisturize (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so your hands aren't so dry that it is startling <laughs> oh wow all right well that's it everyone thanks for joining if you made it this far um through the episode uh next time we will be talking about reptile boy is the name of the next episode Jen. so get psyched about that start trying to thinking what that could be <laughs> keeping the genders balanced here in yeah, yeah. Keeping it reptile, reptile boy interesting mm-hmm. okay cool <laughs> sounds like another like yeah x-files goosebumpy episode so yeah. that's exciting but yeah thanks everyone for joining and we'll see you next time bye this episode was created and recorded by amanda kelly chris rath and me jen rath It was also edited by me, Jen Brath. Our theme music is by James Massa and my husband, Daniel Nico. And our cover art is by our super badass friend, Caitlin Deary. Thanks everyone for listening.